0: AMSA partner, Becker Professional Education, provides exclusive pricing to AMSA members for USMLE review preparation. Save up to 25% off their live online and live review programs, along with their guided learning resources and extensive question bank. Visit becker.com AMSA for more details. A quick note before we begin. Since this episode was originally recorded in 2016, some sources' details may have changed. On with the show. Spend months on a complex research project from conception to designing your study to collecting data and coming to your conclusions it's all enormously complicated now you have 60 seconds to make me excited about it welcome to the amsa ad lib podcast where we will hear from med students and experts alike i'm your host christine camizio in the most recent match fourth year md match applicants in the u.s listed 4.7 presentations abstracts or publications in their professional profile on average Though the importance of those experiences may vary by specialty or even residency program, the ability to boil your project down to a quick explanation tailored to your audience is critical. Today, AdLib's Pete Thompson will dive further into the poster presentation. Here's Pete.
1: Research isn't just time spent in the lab, data entry, and papers. It's about building community around knowledge. And it's about building your own communication skills. For many, the traditional poster presentation is the first step. But like all first steps, it can be intimidating. To get some tips, I spoke with Dr. Matt Stull. Dr. Stull is currently an emergency medicine and critical care fellow at the University of Michigan. He did his residency at the University of Cincinnati in emergency medicine, and before that, he was the education and research fellow at the American Medical Student Association. He had some thoughts on some of the common challenges for medical students in a poster session.
2: You know, um, posters aren't meant to be manuscripts that are read in great detail. Um, you know, the, the, the people think about posters as a distillation of the research into a very um, um, learnable or, or um, you know, chunkable uh, piece of, of information for people to take with them. Um, it should sort of engage people, wet people's appetite with in terms of what you did, but it shouldn't necessarily be an entire um, Uh, it it shouldn't be, it it is not in any way a manuscript at the end of the day, right? It's not um, something that you should be able to read and understand exactly what was done and be able to replicate. You should have essentially a general sense of what was done and what the approach was and what the conclusions were and be able to walk away with a little bit more knowledge or engage the speaker a little bit more, in detail about what it is that they're, uh, what they did and why they did it. Um, but I, I think a lot of people tend to get caught up in wanting to talk about the nitty gritty and the the, um, the the sort of deep dive. And that's not what a poster is for in a lot of ways.
1: The visual elements of the poster itself are important, Dr. Saul explains. Those elements should guide viewers through the work you did while you're delivering your quick overview.
2: You know, they should ha- walk away with a general gist of... Number one, why this is important. Number two, how you did the study. Number three, what the major results of the study were. And number four, I think your final take-home. And if you can distill that down each into one or two sentences, then you've got a nice little encapsulation uh, that will be really meaningful.
1: Dr. Stoll says just building a physical poster in today's world is not good enough.
2: They need to really be thoughtful and, and carry with them a uh, you know, little script. I think it's a great opportunity to learn the sort of um, time-honored tradition of an elevator pitch, um, and that's how you have to encapsulate your research.
1: The length of your quick overview can vary just a bit according to the particular poster session or conference, Dr. Stell explains. For example, if the poster session has a moderator who guides groups of viewers through the session poster by poster, you might have a little bit more time to give your overview like two minutes. The makeup of the audience is also a key consideration, Dr. Stahl says.
2: Building a poster for a conference full of, you know, PhDs and experts in the field of the topic that you're presenting on needs to be a little bit different than when you build a poster for, say, the AMSA convention, right? Because that um, takes a lot of different areas and a lot of different um, topics uh, and puts them into one room. So you're going to get an audience full of people who have very different levels of interest, understanding, engagement, compared to if you go to a subspecialty society that's focused on whatever the, the very niche topic that you are in, uh, you're presenting at. You can presuppose a lot of um, knowledge in the, the latter group. Whereas the former at something like AMSA would, you'd really require, um, you really need to think about the way you present this. And maybe you need to focus on the generalities um, and the take-home points more so than the deep dive into the the methods of the research. Um, Whereas if you're going to the subspecialty society and presenting there, there's
1: going to be a lot more people interested in the detail if you're presenting your poster at several different conferences, of course, adapting to the audience of each can be a challenge, especially if you only budgeted for the printing of a single physical poster. Down the road, that might not be as much of a problem.
2: Unfortunately, I mean, the traditional poster uh, a lot of times gets presented at one or a couple meetings and then just either sits in someone's office or uh, goes in the trash. Uh, you know, if they're lucky, they've got a you know really supportive uh, faculty or mentor that wants to hang it outside their office or something like that. But you know, those those the, those days have passed where we have to do something like that, where we really can just you know a lot of uh, conferences are going to sort of uh, uh, you know poster halls full of big screen TVs that people can project up onto, and that poster is flexible
1: and modifiable. Until e-posters are very common, though, presenters can simply adapt the quick script they are using for their overview to the audience.
2: You can target that audience. You can make it a little bit more sort of learner-centered and a little bit more learner-friendly um, to target what you're trying to get out of the poster presentation.
1: If you've presented before or even been to a poster session, you know the sight of a lonely presenter waiting anxiously next to their work for an audience. Dr. Stoll says the feeling is common.
2: If you've ever you know, done a poster presentation, we've all been there. You don't necessarily have to be the most gregarious person to have a successful uh, poster presentation. I think you need to just have in mind what you're going to say when people... come by. And, and, and you really need to think about how you want to engage an audience. Um, this, in a lot of ways, is I, 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 when I first started my career and started, you know, poster presentations, I was very passive in the poster hall. I was very, you know, well, we'll see what people want to get out of it. They can come up to me and ask me questions. Um, and if they've got questions, I'll have answers, but that's it.
1: He says that walking into a poster hall can be intimidating for the audience, too, with dozens or even hundreds of posters. Most visitors, he says, will not methodically move through all presentations.
2: I've realized that people come to conferences, um, you know, in a a very weird state in terms of being prepared to learn or not. Um, And so sometimes people judge, uh, you know, uh, people do at conferences, judge a book very much by its cover. Um, And so if your poster is not, visually really appealing to them, they will, first of all, probably not engage you. And second of all, if you are not sort of getting out there and trying to engage the audience as it comes by, then they aren't going to necessarily engage with you either. And as soon as someone sort of comes up to you, engage them. Um, ask them, you know, ask them a question. Ask them what their, you know, interest is, or or how they get engaged, uh, and then, you know, launch into your one-minute spiel about what it is that your topic is about. Clearly, you've spent, you know, weeks, months, potentially years doing this research or work that you're presenting on. Um, you have passion for it, so in, you know, um, engage those the, the audience with your passion.
1: What is the value in presenting at a poster session? It's more than just something to go in your residency application. Dr. Stoll says the value is in learning to distill your research down to a meaningful chunk and in getting your feet wet in terms of giving formal presentations
2: really the next level up is something like an oral presentation which is um uh, well i don't think that amsa necessarily does those a lot of you know um scientific societies will and so you know uh those that next level is you know you get 10 minutes on a stage in a room followed by five minutes of questions um, and so you can do a deeper dive you've got a captive audience
1: dr stahl says he's seen both strong presenters who have weak posters and underprepared presenters with visually appealing posters who have both been able to engage an audience meaningfully, but he says neither are as successful as they could be. And if you're shy or a bit of an introvert, that's not a problem. Dr. Stoll says shy people can do a great job of engaging people too.
2: You know, I think actually both are able to be overcome with a little bit more mindfulness to what you're doing and thinking, okay, how's my poster gonna supplement what I'm saying? How am what I'm saying
1: gonna supplement my poster? One final tip Dr. Still has for poster presenters is about the next step after the session. Make sure your contact information is available to interested viewers or even make a downloadable version of your poster and contact info available via a QR code or similar link.
2: You want to be able to know that they can... Um uh, like, reach out to you in some way, shape, or form if you should meet a potential collaborator, because I think that's one of the things that we, um, in, in any sort of project, is you always hope to make this uh, bigger than just the the small thing you're doing.
1: And to wrap up, here's one of those one-minute summaries from Dr. Stoll.
2: I think the big thing is being mindful of making sure your poster is visually appealing. It's not just text on text on text, but there really needs to be something that draws people in in a visual manner because ideally you're going to distill all that text down into a very brief sort of verbal presentation like we talked about into a one-minute spiel. And then that sort of runs into the point of if you don't have um, a good sense of exactly what you're going to say, On the day of your poster presentation, you should sit down and really be thoughtful about how you're going to engage the audience with just a 30-second, one-minute brief talking points about what it is you want people to take home from your poster.
1: And that's what we'd like for you to take home today.
0: How's your one-minute spiel? Tell us about your research in 60 seconds or less. Use the Voice Memo app on your phone to record a quick explanation and email it to adlib at amsa.org. AMSA AdLib is brought to you by the American Medical Student Association. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. This episode was produced by Pete Thompson and myself. Joshua Caulfield is the show's executive producer, and Dr. Joey Johnson is AMSA's national president. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you for listening. This episode of AMSA AdLib is brought to you by the generous support of Becker Professional Education. AMSA conferences bring together physicians in training to explore current issues in medicine, build clinical skills, and connect with peers and expert facilitators. Join us for our fall conferences this October 21st through 22nd in beautiful Grenada, West Indies, and in the Windy City, Chicago, October 28th through 29th. Visit amsaconferences.org for more information and to register.